Hi everyone, my name is Melissa, the host of the Mummy Warriors podcast. This podcast is based on topics that go on behind the world of parenting. Speaking of the unspoken, I upload an episode once a week on a Tuesday with a new topic every single week. I look forward to you tuning in. Hi and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'm joined by Marita who is the author of the children's picture book titled Little Rabbit and Grumpy Poos. Hi Marita and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Hi Melissa, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk about the subject we're talking about today because I think it's very important. Definitely is. I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are. I'm the author of a picture book. Uh, It's called Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Poos. Uh, I grew up in Germany in a small town. I was trained as an ECE, so I used to work with small children. And I came to Canada in, oh my God, a long time ago. I came to Canada in 1989. So I've been living here since since then. Okay. So what I want you to do, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about your book. Maybe I can start by telling your listeners how the book came about. Yeah. Um, when my children were growing up, Unfortunately, they grew up around a negative person because at that time I didn't quite understand the dynamics that were going on. And there were a few life skills, I guess, that I hadn't acquired. So um, um, I saw uh, with that situation, I saw what a huge effect that had on my children, like a very damaging effect mm-hmm. to um, to grow up around a negative person. And out of that experience kind of came the idea to um, to want to protect other kids from that experience. Right. And if you don't mind, could you touch on a little bit of the result of being kids being around um, negative people? Yes, I think there's many different versions of this, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're saying negative people. I mean, that could be just could be just a parent having a bad day, right? Being maybe a little bit harsher. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be a person that's in general, maybe not very encouraging. But uh, at the worst level, it can be a toxic person right. that your children are around. And these toxic, toxic people, um, for example, bullies, they do this on a, on a more systematic level, right? And, and what they will do is often do is attack your child's self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So with my children, unfortunately, uh, I saw very, very drastic negative um, effects it had on them. I mean, they went through, um, and I have to say they allowed me to talk about this because they also feel strongly to to teach other children about this. Right. Um, they went through anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, um, And also what can happen is, of course, um, because it's a difficult situation to be around a negative person, numbing behaviors uh, that could range from cutting, drinking, um, sex addiction, eating disorders, like the whole spectrum. So so I have seen how vulnerable they are and um, how damaging it can be. Right, definitely. Um, And why would you say it is important to talk about the grumpy poos. Yes, I think as parents, um, first of all, we have to acknowledge, I think, um, I think we can't live in a rose-colored world where we're going to pretend everybody's going to be nice to our children. Right. 
there are there are there are people out there that will not be encouraging to our children that will in fact try well they consciously or unconsciously that that will put them down so um, I think a we have to acknowledge um, that these people exist and b I think um, I realized with my kids looking at the experience I realized how incredibly vulnerable young children are especially yeah. young children because I think we have to I mean my book is probably for kids around uh, ages three to seven, I would say. And I think we have to realize that parents, as parents, what is going on at that age. Kids, kids at that age are just developing their self-image. Yeah. And largely how they develop their self-image is to interact with other people. Other people will mirror back to them like who they are in this world and how they see them. So if at that age we're just where they're just developing their, their self-image, if they run into a, a negative person at that age, it will just have huge effects on them because they're not stable yet in, in what they believe about themselves. Absolutely. And with, I think as parents as well, we underestimate exactly how they process emotion and not realizing that sometimes how important it is for them to even acknowledge what emotion they're feeling or sort of yes. delve into how they can deal with even feeling negative themselves, you know? Yeah, and I think very much when, when we get attacked like that, um, um, we do feel it on an emotional level. Like we, mm -hmm. don't, we, we, we don't think clearly about it. We just feel it very deeply on an emotional, uh, on an emotional level. Right, exactly. Which um, the point of recognition, um, how would you, how does your book navigate kids to recognize a negative person or someone who has a negative impact on their surrounding or, you know, their bubble? Yeah, I think there's a few lessons in, in my book. And I think the first one is, yeah, to recognize, to recognize what's going on. I mean, in the book, it's, it's, it's very simple. The, the rabbit gets put down by her friends. And in the end, she recognizes what's happening. She's like, oh, here we go again. There's another person putting me down. Mm -hmm. And she rejects she rejects the notion in the end. She says, no, I'm, I'm not going for that. I know I'm good enough and, and I'm not buying, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> buying what you're trying to sell me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think for parents, I would love it if they uh, could use the book as a conversation starter mm -hmm. to introduce those lessons. And the first lesson is um, on my website, I go a little bit deeper into the subject. So um, uh, parents could check it out there. But just the recognition that as soon, for example, uh, when a kid, um, if we talk about it to them and we say often, oh, okay, that's a grumpy poo, right? Let's say the kid comes home from school and says, somebody was mean to me today. As parents use the word, say, oh, the, your friend was being a grumpy poo. Mm -hmm. don't, don't, ta don't take that on. It's their problem. Right. Uh, he, it has nothing to do with you. So, so I'm my, my, my big dream is by the time they, they enter school, if, if they encounter a bully, they're just going to yawn and say, okay, yeah, I, I see what you're doing. I, yeah. I see it, you know, and I'm not going to go for it. It's, it's, it's your problem. I'm not going to take it on. Yeah. Deflect from it, which I think is a good, yes. definitely good thing. Cause as I've mentioned before, these sort of emotions and, um, wasn't discussed many generations ago so the fact that there's something there that would navigate and validate children's feelings is definitely important um as young as three as well because they are yes. growing and they are recognizing different emotions and there are different kind of people in the world and it isn't always going to be sometimes it 
unfortunately the parents in the home but um yes. outside of the home it is unfortunate that they're going to meet people that's not going to make them feel as comforted as their parents do you know um, yeah, and, and I think what you're saying is very true and I think it's it's a big opportunity also that parenting is changing constantly right? absolutely if, if we look at the our parents our parents generation they did not to talk about emotions and I think to me that's also the exciting part like us talking about it now and and me as a mother telling telling parents listen these are the mistakes I've made mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do what I've That, what I've yeah. what I've done you know we have with every generation we have the opportunity to change things and the, we have the opportunity to change education or how we how we view parenting absolutely another thing that you also touch upon within the book is i am good enough um what angle do you come from with that in terms of children feeling and knowing that they are good enough yeah i think it came from um i think if parents take one thing away from the book to me that's the most important lesson uh, and like i've said for example bullies the way they work is they will attack your child's self-esteem they they will find the sore spots and they will tell your child you're not whatever it is you're not smart enough you're 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 not funny enough you're not pretty enough you're not athletic enough mm-hmm. and um i feel by by teaching our children very very early on like always give them the feeling that they're good enough just yeah. the way they are just the way they came into this world like they don't have to earn our love they don't have to earn our, uh, the right to be happy by by external achievements they're good enough and, I, and and my hope is if 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 children internalize that belief i'm good enough and that kind of becomes you know the the, the gatekeeper for all the other beliefs they're going to reject when a bully is going to come to them and say yeah you're not smart enough because yeah because they're going to think no I know I'm good enough they've already had that yeah Yeah. I might I might not this be the smartest or the most athletic that's fine because me as a person I'm good enough so it 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 takes away the power from the bully because the kid knows deep down inside no what you're saying is not true I know I am good enough yeah or I I feel even more importantly I feel feel good enough yeah in my core that I am good enough And one thing that I remember you mentioning before is that we need to stop sort of giving the message to children that material things measures their worth. And I know you just mentioned their academic is it doesn't measure their worth. Um, I think that's definitely a valid point to raise as well. And also the earning of love. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I think in our culture and in in my opinion, that's where we have to shift parenting a bit. Dr. Shafali talks about it in her book, Conscious Parenting. It's a book that I really love. I think every parent should read it. Um, She talks about that. The I think we need to acknowledge that the inner world of the children and teaching them to, to have a balanced inner world is even more important as parents. And I mean, I'm guilty. I was guilty of that. It's, it's, you get carried away with those things, right? Be very, very early on, start focusing about on external achievements. You know, yeah. how, how are their grades? Can they write? Can they read? Um, you know, how are they behaving in school? But I think we have to, at least uh, between the age of, or until the age of seven or eight, uh, I would like for parents to keep in mind that the the inner world 
is a very, very important life skill, like, like knowing how to balance their inner world, have a healthy um, self-esteem is very, very important. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with that um, because it's so damaging when you feed the seed or start the seed of a child not feeling good enough. The effects from childhood right through to adulthood can, the way they sort of bring that back up in their relationships, in their emotions, yeah. in their, their work, in their work, like everything, it will show up, you know. Another thing that you also touch upon, which I think is one of my favorite points myself, is empathy mm. and boundaries. Yes. Um, well, that's, that's also a point I feel very strongly about because, yeah. I, because I've, <laughs> I've made this mistake uh, probably until I was like 55 years old, right? So I've, 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 done, I've, I've done this in my life. It hasn't served me well and it has gotten me into, into trouble, like you said before, right? Picking, uh-huh. picking, you know, unhappy relationships. Yes, I think as parents, I think empathy is a huge word these days, right? You hear, uh-huh. it, all, hear it all the time, like empathy, kindness, respect. And of course, we want to raise empathic children. But I think the danger is to raise disempowered empaths. Um, meaning if we if we only teach children empathy without teaching them at the same time that they're allowed to set boundaries for example i give you an example let's say your child does come home and says well my friend was mean to me today um i guess as a parent you would probably say well i'm really sorry um i understand that was very hurtful but then because you want to teach your children empathy you might also say well let's let's think about your friend why do you why do you think your friend was upset what do you uh-huh. what do you think is going on maybe your friend is upset because the parents are going through a divorce and i see the danger in that that, that your children might hear yes your friend was mean to mean to you but yeah. Here come the here come the excuses right? right your friend was mean but you know be 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 um, um, empathic towards your friend so i think it is very dangerous if we are raising empathic children that don't have the ability to set strong boundaries. Yeah. And, and, and a very good way in, in that example would be to, to, to say to your child, well, tell your friend, it is okay to have a bad day, but it is never okay to put me down. Yeah. Like teach, teach your children that phrase, it is okay, it is, it, it, um, it is not okay, right? Like even for a parent, it's okay to have a bad day. But even for a parent, it is not okay, you know, to let yeah. it out on our children. It's never acceptable. Absolutely. And I, I actually had an incident, similar incident with my son where... Oh, did you? Yeah. Like, so basically I explained to him. So I myself was having a bad day and yeah. I had to get ready for work. And he's... You, you were being a grumpy poo. <laughs> yes, I was being a grumpy poo. And yeah. he... I went to go and have a shower and he went, he spilt his cereal accidentally all over the table. So I had to frantically try and clean it up, but I'm like rushing because I have to get started to work and I was snapping at him. And then when I took a step back, I was like, no, it's okay for me to sometimes be in a grumpy mood, but it's not okay for me to snap at him because he's kind of like shook, like, oh my God, what do I do? And I'm kind of frantically cleaning. So I definitely feel like it's, a way of letting him know that his boundaries with me, like it's okay for me as a mother to be in a bad mood, but it's not okay for me as a mother to take my bad mood out on you. 
so that's why as as well I think it's so important the point that you made of having empathy is definitely a good thing for children to have but setting boundaries is also important as well because sometimes which obviously is your next point as well it consumes you as the person or the kid so their their friend is having a bad day or someone's sad all the time or negative all the time they start to take on that emotion themselves and they start to have their own narrative in their head which isn't okay so they definitely should set boundaries to know okay well I've got a kind of disengage from this emotion now because I have to focus on myself Um, Mm -hmm. and what's also important is that they need to know that selflessness is okay it's not a bad thing to be selfless sometimes as children well and I think going back to the situation you described I think um, for parents to realize those situations are really the teaching moments we have with our kids right Mm -hmm. for you for you to um, we almost make mistakes but for you for your son to see that that you step back Mm-hmm. You know, you took a little pause, you were like, mate, wait a minute, and you you explained it to them, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a huge teaching moment and that moment. And I think those because at, as as parents, our behavior will always be more important what than what we then, tell them, right? They are they're watching our behavior. So if you had just, you know, freaked out at him and 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 went on, on your day, it's 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 not you would have left an imprint. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and even, uh, even sometimes even small things even imprint, but also you saying, okay, wait a minute. No, I didn't. Um, that, that showed your son clearly how to, how to handle a situation, right? It's, I think yeah. it's those, those small moments are, are, are very essential in, in, in teaching our children and we should take advantage of them. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. And Another, obviously, what we were just sort of briefly yeah. talking on is taking on other people's emotions. Yes. What was your take on that in the book? What was the the lesson for kids to learn about taking on other people's emotions? Well, to me, it, it kind of goes along with the empathy, right? If 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 we if we um, get too much into why was your friend acting that way, and um, we might end up feeling responsible for their emotions I, I and I think we do that very often mm. um well not very often but we but we do it um probably especially too with cheer, with uh with people that we're very close with right like like when we were having a bad day sometimes yeah. we we feel entitled to to just let it out it's like okay I had a bad day <laughs> You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I think you know I'm stressed out you know I have to get to work now I have to clean the cereal like well, yeah 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 um, but but even to take that small example right but you were stressed out it's your emotion right yeah your, your, your son did me yeah he didn't do know? anything exactly yeah what, but what four-year-olds do which yeah, is so. make a mess Exactly. So, so it's very, I think, very important to teach our children very early on. And to me, it's, it's, it's simple, you know, your emotions are your responsibility. I'm here, I will help you, you know, to, to, to find a healthy way of dealing with your emotions, right? Your son, I mean, he's four, it's not his responsibility, but my mother no. said, oh, mommy, do you need a hug? You know, do, you need, <laughs> do you need a help? You, need, you look a little stressed out, right? But to get that to that point where we, where we, we were there, we're willing uh-huh. to support the other person if, if, if they want to find healthy ways to work through their emotions, but we're not willing to be a dumping ground. 
you know exactly. it's, it's, not, it's not our it's not our job it just exactly isn't. and I think that is such a great lesson to learn as well about because mm-hmm. I've always well not always but recently I heard on another podcast someone say oh emotions they're never destroyed they're just passed on which in the dynamic of a home yeah. is quite scary yeah because like obviously take a parent for example who's like negative and in a bad mood all day their kids will then become that way in as well so if they recognize from a young age their own emotions own their own emotions validate their own emotions I think it can kind of break that pattern you know again it just comes back to the point that you make is you have your own emotions they're just yours you know own your own emotions rather than taking on someone else's baggage as well because that can be very damaging doing so and I think what yeah what you just said um emotions are basically energy right and and if we allow ourselves and and we know that now right if we don't work through them it gets stored in our body so also uh, tell your children your your emotion or your responsibility and also allow them an opportunity because as parents we don't want to see our kids hurt right if they're sad or or disappointed we we don't like it I I was guilty of that when I was bringing up my kids but let them feel it you know let them feel the, the, the disappointment be there for them say here what can I do can I can I help like suggest healthy ways of dealing with it even if it's difficult emotions right disappointment Mm -hmm. grief if maybe they've lost a pet like let them fully experience it because that's the only way the only healthy way Mm -hmm. of dealing of dealing with emotions exactly and I think as I as as you said I think it's so important nowadays and a good thing as well that we're talking about validating our kids emotions because back in you know generations ago we just didn't speak about them at all you know and my number one motto with my son is okay you're you're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel but we have to do things respectfully so if he's angry like okay you can be angry but you're not going to throw things or if he wants to cry because he's not allowed to have ice cream at eight o'clock at night I'll be like (laughs) you can be upset about it but you don't need to tilt your head back and open your mouth and wail because it's not going to change the situation you know why not mommy why can't I have ice cream (laughs) and I actually I I do explain to him, you know, because they ask yeah. a lot of questions at that age. So I do explain to him yeah. about healthy, unhealthy diet, you know, what you're meant to do. Whether he understands or not, I'm not sure. But it's just so mm. we just don't realize how much our kids copy us and how much our kids take yes. on what we, we do. I saw him playing with friends earlier and I heard him saying, oh, my God, you're making a mess. We have to tidy up. We're making a yeah. mess. And it sounded like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so you, you take advantage, I should say, of how much they actually pick up and how much they understand and how much they process even if they don't necessarily talk about it it will manifest in different ways in different areas yeah and I feel as parents I mean um, we have to be very conscious about the beliefs that we're passing on right because at that age between two and six they're also developing beliefs about the world mm-hmm. how the world works right and and we have beliefs that that um, we're not conscious of we will pass them on yeah right every day because they watch us they watch what we're doing and and my children ended up in the situation uh, that they ended up in because because I hadn't learned the life skills that I mentioned in the book right, right. I, I I was an empath I was a dispo- disempowered empath right um 
I was uh, not able to set boundaries and I was taking on other people's emotions, mm-hmm. you know, making making them my my responsibility. Yeah. So that that's how I dragged my children into this. And I think as parents, we have to um, be very conscious of that, that what the, the lessons that we haven't learned, you know, that, that it can hurt our children. That's why I do try my hardest to yeah. sort of break emotional patterns and cycles because I didn't know anything about boundaries at all. I was yeah. taught boundaries. I was taught basically like you just take on whatever like it's not okay for you to say to yourself like no like that's uncomfortable like or I don't want to talk about that or you know or I don't want to feel like that way or why did you say that to me it was kind of like this is what happened you just accept it and it the the guilt that you can feel as a mother anyway for for just the littlest things even when they're just my son's age it's better we have tools like what you have in place so it kind of takes away that guilt because you know you're you're trying in the process of your child growing you're planting seeds that can change the rest of their life and how they process things and deal with things that come into the world and will come into the world you know because there will be a grumpy poo at school (laughs) there will be (laughs) I mean yeah it's a fact sooner or later and and I mean that's why I'm that's why I'm doing this I'm I'm not sitting on a high horse saying oh parents I know better yeah I'm I'm I'm, I've, I've made the mistakes yeah. You know, and, and like you said, the guilt uh, I had to deal with, like realizing in hindsight mm-hmm. how my kids felt that they didn't feel safe and secure growing up. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, I realized that in hindsight and as a parent, as your listeners can imagine, that's um, it's a very, very tough pill to swallow. Very, very. But I think as well, as I said, the, you you bring into life this book as part yeah. of your learning experience is definitely encouraging and and definitely a life lesson that I'm sure many will benefit from you know because maybe there's even a parent out there that didn't even realize that there were these four core stages of emotions with kids that they could they're teaching themselves too you know but what I do want you to do I want you to tell our listeners where they can find your book and your website yeah the book is available on Amazon it's called Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Poos and um, like I said, there's there's some lessons if parents want to check it out on my website. It's it's maritanizam.ca. So if they maybe want to want to check it out, and um, uh, it also talks about how they can implement the lessons, um, so they can do it on my website. Perfect. Well, it has been a pleasure having you here today, Maria. It's been a great conversation. And all of your details will be in the description of the podcast. Go ahead and check it out. And Maria, once again, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining this week's episode. Please feel free to subscribe. You can also leave a comment. I would love to hear what your points of views are. You can also follow me on Instagram at mummywarriors. And you can also have a chance to be a guest on the show by visiting my website www.themummywarriors.com. All details will be at the bottom of the podcast. Look forward to seeing you next week.